Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you have your Bibles, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. The title of our message is Running the Race. Today we're looking at this section starting in verse 24. So if you have your Bibles open, let's read it together. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it for, uh, to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and uh, if you've been coming on Wednesday nights, you know that the Corinthian church was a carnal church, and there were some weak Christians there, weak spiritually. I mean, you just think of like a weak person. That Some of them are very weak spiritually, and so Paul uses this picture of an Olympic athlete to illustrate the Christian life, and I, I love this because they understood it, and we understand it. In those days, the Greeks had two great Uh, athletic competitions. They work so hard and then it just withers away and that's their moment of glory. Work so hard for just a moment of glory. He wants us to compare how dedicated and disciplined an Olympic athlete is compared to your Christian life. And and, you know, our culture definitely respects, uh, you know, professional athletes, uh, whether it's football players or basketball players who are very disciplined and do their best, you know, to uh, achieve greatness, right? I mean, if you're a Christian and you read your Bible, every day for five or ten minutes and pray every morning before you go to work or school and you go to church for an hour on Wednesday night or Sunday oh twice a week uh, and you pray with your kids or pray with your spouse then you are a religious nut right I mean you're just a fanatic right I mean yet Tiger Woods or or you know some famous golfer can hit uh, you know golf balls for eight hours a day but if you come to church for one hour on Wednesday and one hour on Sunday, you're a nut. Paul is illustrating how dedicated and committed that these people were to things that were passing away. Paul's saying, as you run your race as a Christian, there are eternal rewards in your Christian race, and that is so much more valuable than what these Olympic athletes get. And that's what he's talking about in verse 25 when he says, everyone who competes for a prize is tempered in all things. Now, they do it, he's talking about those athletes, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, just a wreath that just goes away. But we, as Christians, we do it for an imperishable crown. In other words, if they work so hard and train so hard for a perishable crown, how much should we be disciplined in seeking the imperishable crown that we're going to get in heaven one day, right? In in 1 Peter 1, 4, he says, to an inheritance incorruptible, and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Let's see, the things that you do in your race, your spiritual race, your spiritual life, but for the Lord, those things last forever, right? And I was talking to one of the volunteers uh, some time ago, uh, and I was casually saying, hey, you're going to get a reward for that. And they looked at me and said, 
I'm getting blessed now. And, 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 and I thought, you know, that is so true. That when you seek to run your race in serving the Lord, that you not only get eternal rewards, but you get blessed now. And and Jesus said that in Luke 18, where Peter said to him, see, we've left all to follow you. We go to church twice a week. Uh, He said to them, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left his house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. So Jesus said to Peter, look out, when you seek the Lord first and you are you know, putting him uh, as the priority, and you are running the race that he's given you, you're going to be rewarded here and in heaven. It's such a blessing to serve the Lord. And, and, and really, uh, it's such a blessing to be around people who have that same heart that love you, that encourage you, that you laugh together, that you cry together, right? It's so good that, that they understand where you're at. And, and really, uh, for all of us to recognize, that's why it's so important to go to church and to have a church family and to be part of the body of Christ. You know, we're, uh, I just read a couple books about your brain, and, uh, you know, someone was talking about how uh, that your brain is the most important part of your life because it runs everything else, right? And, and so, too, in the body of Christ, that gives us that picture that we're all important. Like, Jesus is in charge, and some of us are the hands, some of us are the feet, right? And Jesus said in Luke 6, 38, given it will be given to you, measured a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. So as you use the gifts that God's given you in whatever way, where, wherever and however, as you're doing it for the kingdom and you're running the race that he has for you, then you're going to get blessed, right? So as you bless others, as you serve others in whatever ways you do it, and everybody has a different race, but God is going to reward you, right? As opposed to uh, the world's way is be selfish and, and be self-centered. And what does that produce? It just produces sadness and angst and whatever because you can't ever satisfy yourself. But you can please the Lord. And as you run the race that he's given you, God created you to love and to bless people, right? And when you're doing what he's created you to do, there's joy. And when you're doing, you know, other things that you try to find it, it just doesn't happen. And so as he says in verse 24, do you not know that those who run in such a race uh, run, but one receives the prize? So run in such a way that you may obtain it. So he's saying, you know, run in such a way that you can finish your race. Now, everyone has a different course that they're running, and, and, but, but God wants you to finish. And everyone has a different calling in life, and, and so we're not all the same. And as you think about your journey and your race, uh, you shouldn't look at other people and say, well, am I doing what they're doing or whatever. You know, what if all the people that God called to teach Sunday school decided, you know what, those little kids at church, they're annoying. I'm going to stay home and just watch reruns of Duck Dynasty, right? What would happen then? Well, the kids wouldn't have teachers, right, at church. And so it's important that we all do what God has called us to do. In Acts 20, verse 24, he said, but Paul said, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. And that's God's will for all of us. And the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, Paul's saying adversities, hardships, trials are not going to move me off the course. I'm going to finish the race with joy. And, and, and that's so important for us to understand. When Paul talks about finishing the race with joy, he's referencing it to an Olympic runner, right? And, and, and Paul realized that God had a plan for his life, that God wanted him to run a certain race and to finish that race with joy. And God wants that for you. He wants you to finish your race with joy. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, Pastor Bob, you don't know about my life. You don't know about how hard I've had it. Well, how could someone like Paul, who was beaten, imprisoned, time after time after time, shipwrecked in the ocean, uh, you know, in serving Jesus, say, yeah, I'm going to finish my race with joy and have such a joy-filled life, and he had such a hard life. How could that be? How could a guy who goes into a city, just think if Paul came to Caldwell, preaches the gospel, some thugs beat him up, 
drag him out to Homedale, throw him in the dirt, right? And then, uh, get out of here, boy. And then his friends pick him up, and he's like, oh, he's dead. Oh, get him, wake up. Oh, he wakes up. Oh, what are we going to do now? Hey, let's go to Middleton. I mean, you know, how could a guy have so much joy, right, when, when he's getting beat up, right? Well, I think the key is in verse 24 where he says, nor do I count my life dear to myself. See, that's, I think, one of the ways that Paul finishes race with joy is that he's saying, my goals, my career, my hobbies, uh, none of those things are going to become more important to me than finishing my race with joy. And I think that's a key ingredient in finishing well and finishing with joy. See, inside of every one of us, there is a desire to accomplish what God has given us to do. Every person wants to have a sense of accomplishment. Every person wants to have their life count for something, have it have meaning. And, and every person, you know, wants to you know, go through life and sense that my life has meaning and value, right? And that only comes from being faithful to doing what God has called you to do, running the race that God has set before you. Because God created you. He has a plan for your life. And, and, and sometimes we think that it's not that exciting, you know, that maybe just you're a rancher and you just dehorn cows and brand them. Or you're like, well, this is what I do, right? But we all have a different thing. And all of us, doesn't matter what you do in life, God wants us to be faithful, right, to the opportunities that are right in front of you. So often people think about what about next year, next, what, but today, right, what are the opportunities today? At home, at work, at church, where can you accomplish God's purposes right where you're at, right? And, and, and it just starts with being faithful, right? Uh, we read some weeks ago in 1 Corinthians 4, 2, he said, moreover, it is required of stewards that one be found faithful, right? And, and, and so faithful, being faithful is so important in finishing the race. Because you all know a lot of people start the race but don't finish the race, right? And, and, and personally, I have friends who started the race but didn't finish the race. And uh, you, most of you might not be aware of it, but in the Boston Marathon, thousands of people line up to start the race, and many of them have no intention of finishing the race. They just want to get the T-shirt that says, I ran in the Boston Marathon, right? Uh, I have a friend who was a CPA, and uh, he... Uh, ran in the Boston Marathon, and he had a shirt that said that, and I said, did you really run, or did you? And he's like, no, I ran. I mean, he was a runner. He ran all the time, but, uh, but here's the thing. It's not how you start. This is so important. In your spiritual life, in the race of life, like an Olympic athlete, it doesn't matter how you start. We all watch the Olympics and some guys out front, and you can almost guarantee that guy ain't going to win, <laughs> right? Because the people that are really good, they pace themselves, right? And they're like, okay, I'm going to wait till they get tired and then blow by them, right? And so here's the thing. It's not how you start. It's how you finish, right? And, and that's so important. And at the end of the Apostle Paul's life in 2 Timothy 4, he told Timothy, he said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. And finally, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only me, but also to all who love is appearing, right? And that, that's God's will for all of us, right? To finish the race, to receive that crown of joy, right? And, and, uh, and, and that's so important for us to recognize that, that not everybody finishes. And Paul talks about it. In fact, even in our text, he talks about, you know, not, not finishing. And, and you need to recognize that who, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, God loves you. He wants you to finish. But you are involved in the whole process, right? And, and if I were to ask you, what do you think the number one thing is that stops a person from finishing the race well? We're well, not going to like the answer. It's you, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. And, and, and so Paul says in verse 27, so what does that have to do with our text? Well, verse 27, he says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul's saying, look, 
I have choices that I can make that will cause me to di- get disqualified from finishing the race. Now, uh, you know, there's cheaters in, in sports, and, uh, and Paul is saying that, hey, I'm going to discipline myself, and he's saying that spiritual disciplines are just like an Olympic athlete's physical disciplines. And, and we know that Olympic athletes in Paul's day, they had to make a commitment to, to be in the Isthmus games, the Olympic kind of games, and they, 10 months before the game, you know, they would stop doing certain things, drinking and eating certain foods, and, and they would train, right, and get ready. Now, some Christians think that when they get saved, they think, oh, Jesus loves me, and I'm not going to have any more problems. Now, that is not true, (laughs) right? You have a race in front of you, and there's some difficulties coming. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.